shirt loop drop too as well. Can you see that? What? Have you got, got the, like, yeah, look at the shirt drop on it. It's invisible like the your one that you got. <laughs> oh my god. Nice. Did that just come from you now or has that been planned? I want to under, I want to know. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I am your host, Simorg. I am joined today by returning Pathfinders. I'd, I'd like to actually say returning conspiracy. Was it conspirators? I think would be a better... I, do I though, or will the joy that's probably about to take place? So you know, it's all good. <laughs> I, I, you're I think that's you're a not going to be wounded, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm glad that like that first part we said I'm wounded, sir, was actually muted. I, I didn't unclick the mute button yet, so it's oh, okay. Nice. That was an nice. accident. That was not Dark yeah. Lord stuff. Okay. Accident. Sure. <laughs> okay. I see you at the ready. He's like, Shit. I, you just had to bind the key to like mute my ass. <laughs> The See, and, and we haven't even started the show. See, the, wow. tell you, so. oh <laughs> man, he's, he's already trying to silence us. The truth no. will be told. No, 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 no. It's not what it is. But look, look. Before we dig in on this one, got to give a shout out to the home of this podcast, which is AshesHQ.com, the community curated website for all things Ashes of Creation. Also, a shout out to all of the Imperial Flames, which are all of y'all who are supporters here on Twitch over on YouTube. Thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week. Speaking of the week, want to do us a solid this week? You do. Check out our Twitter at Ashes Pathfinder on Twitter. Right there at the top, you'll see the pin post has all the podcast places. Go give us some stars. Five stars is appreciated if you believe in us that much. And you can leave a comment, iTunes, all the places. And if you do, we'll read it here live on the show. Um, Knights of the Phoenix, we're recruiting. If you're looking for a guild for Ashes of Creation and beyond, there's a community oriented guild first. Slide into my DMs over on Discord, which is discord.gg forward slash similar community. Join us there. Okay. Gentlemen, let's catch up with the cast a little bit before we start digging in on talking about this mortal coil thing we talked about last time. No particular order here. I don't know. I guess no, no change from last week. Just having some fun and grounded. Um, looking forward to, at the end of this month, new Jedi uh survivor game coming out right on right on yeah i've been uh following that um but mostly just enjoying the uh new cosmetics that have come out we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later yeah right on man what about you armor cell uh fortunately for me i've just been pretty slow on the gaming front i've just been grinding at work like it's been a long one so i've actually been looking forward to this day just to chill out you know absolutely dude i told i totally feel you there what about you Faisal? so i've been done with life for two months so i've been <laughs> i've just bought video games Ooh. like crazy nice. uh, hogwarts, hogwarts legacy is one red Ooh. dead redemption two nice um god of war Ooh, all yeah. of the all of Ooh. the big titles Ooh, have you played <laughs> nice. any hogwarts Everything yet the bucket list. let's go let's go let's go <laughs> have you played hogwarts yet dude 
Yeah. Ooh, that have. game is so satisfying. It gets just God. I'm at the end of it, man. I think I'd have, I'll be finishing it this week. Oh, that game is done masterfully well, dude. I mean, that is a game. I was saying this last week that that game, it feels so gratifying as like a gamer. Like I haven't played a game that's felt that rewarding and satisfying in a long time. And the, the developers, man, that this isn't just a game that they meticulously because they did meticulously spend time on this game, but they clearly poured passion into it. You don't you don't get a product like this if you've got if you didn't put that kind of passion into it. So, yeah, this that game is awesome. Just got to say Hogwarts Legacy rocks. If you're looking for an open world RPG, I am a huge proponent of it. That one is a hell of a good time. Um, like mm. I'm, I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan. Yeah, like I'm not a diehard fan as sure. I am a Lord of the Rings fan, oh, but yeah. I think I think people do appreciate it in terms of mm-hmm. all the small snippets, all the Easter eggs, everything that's about it. Yeah, so I think yeah, uh, there was a few that surprised me in like a very cool way, and and they what they've done, I think they've accomplished what no other developer has accomplished and really captured like the world and the feel like. Yeah. The one thing that I was probably a little on the fence on is like the combat looked great, but did it feel good? And it actually feels really good. Yeah. The only like thing that I don't, the spell switching when you're on controller is a little janky, but, um, mm. but the combat itself, it just, it makes you feel like a wizard man or a witch, you know, depending on your gender, but it mm. does make you feel really like immersed in the world. Uh, and I'm I'm really looking forward to what they go where they go next with the with the game because I think they talked about potentially a sequel. So I am, I feel pretty confident we'll get another one. But um, yeah, you know what I've been up to a lot of content creation, mostly around just uh, live streams. It's been it's been a reward for me because uh, some of y'all know we were talking about before. Basil had no no idea what we were talking about because I was talking about my book. So I've been like on the grind really hard with that. And I kind of got, I took like about a month break and I've been really enjoying games. I've been playing like a lot of Hogwarts playing like the Resident Evil mm-hmm. four launched all these games. I've just been like, just, I've been like immersing myself in gaming in a way I haven't been able to do in a long time. Oh man, it's felt so good. And I got a nice like reset on my brain. So I'm getting back into it now. Um, pretty happy to say that most of my, my, uh, my, um, my secret readers, as I call them, uh, are going to be starting to read the book, uh, the initial manuscript uh, version this coming week. So that's cool. And trickling it in over the next several weeks and they'll hopefully get it all done for me by, you know, at the latest, the end of next month, which will be plenty of time, I think. And then, um, yeah, I'll be doing my final edit, copy edit, and we're going baby. Nice. Yeah. Been putting the, putting the work in. Um, but I almost feel like I'm. Do you notice you all didn't get your normal shout outs as we started this one today? And I said conspirators, right? Do you know why? You'll see why in a little bit. I didn't go, your Ash and Harold Daedalus. I didn't go, your favorite cult leader, Armored Cell. I didn't go, the murder bunny, the cozy, always bunny Faisal. Fuck no. Not because today. we've but earned our titles. See, so you just, you just. You just did. Undid. Stop it, Daedalus. You, you don't need to. <laughs> just call it how I see it, man. One the could Herald say. Seeds seeds, you know <laughs> One could say maybe I felt an obligation to make sure I put that in there, even though y'all are about to try to smear my my like 
reputation. I mean, there's a lot of that going on these days, but but my point is <laughs> there's a there's a lot of that going on. But hey, I gotta read this comment from YouTube real quick, okay? This was like a solid. I dropped it in our chat from Matthew Mayfield, right? A few days ago. Ashes Pathfinders continues to be the go-to podcast for the weekly AOC updates. Keep them coming. That was awesome, dude. Really appreciate you, man. That was just a comment on YouTube. Wanted to shout it out. And Matthew, if you're listening to this, uh, when this one up comes out, much love, dude. We appreciate you over here on the show. And I'm sure I'm speaking for everybody else in this panel right now when I say that. So <sighs> you can go over to the Ashes Forums, get your anniversary badge if you haven't been over there lately, if you're not sure. Um, yeah, went and got mine by accident on Monday when I was uploading podcast stuff. But um, oh god, dude. I'm I was. Let's just get let's just get started. Can we just start talking about the cosmetics and get that out of the way before we talk about Mortal Coil? Cool, okay. All right, we're gonna go on ahead and just throw it up there. We're gonna talk about these cosmetics. It's not that I don't like them. I'm definitely planning on getting some of them. Don't. What's your favorite? <laughs> I know. I know. Mine is the Sim Goblin. I mean the Glob. I don't want to tell. I don't want to say. Okay. I don't want to say. <laughs> I like the Glom Goblin. Okay. The Gnoblin? Goblin. The Glom Goblin. <laughs> I like him because gobbies are funsies. And I like goblins. The fact that he's wearing a hood and has a big bag that says large as him. There's no there's no correlation here with what y'all are. Uh, where you're about well, there's to... one thing that's oh. missing from this goblin it's a beard you need a beard there like something yeah, maybe no. black yeah. pretty sculptured you know just to make sure because you know there's a dome under that hood so you know you, you just gotta you gotta you know make the goblin fit the part so yeah and he needs the shiny forehead yeah exactly the need, there's too much shade here you need you need more light you know to ca capture that Goblin Persian oil, you know. Mm -hmm. Goblins that. don't have Persian oil. <laughs> Please and continue. You would know, Sim. Hmm? <laughs> I noticed you got that um, that nice uh, shirt loot drop too, as well. Can you see that? What? Your goblin's got the nice... Yeah, look at the shirt drop on it. It's invisible, like the your one that you got. <laughs> oh my god! Nice. Did that just come from you now, or has that been planned? I want to under, I want to know. Don't clip any of this oh, out, straight, up, straight off the head, straight off the head. Wow, really? I'm impressed. That was yeah. probably the best uh, troll that I've had on on this show for this false narrative that's painted against me. I mean, it is pretty reinforce. big, so it's probably dragon loot too. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger than broodmother loot, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit disappointed though. I thought his eyes would be black because of all the darkness. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe a little more tinge this of red with the shit. green. This <laughs> is some poor shit if I've ever heard it, okay? <laughs> well, welcome in, everybody. Welcome to the, the stream where uh, people like to troll sim for nonsense because it's, because Steven said things. Let's let's try to <laughs> don't know if it's going to come back up in a little bit or not, but let's try to actually talk about what we like about this. If if we can, <laughs> if if genuinely this is part of that, that I can't really say anything about that. But but if the trolls aside, if if 
I don't know if we can even get through this without trolling, but please feel free to jump on, jump on it. It's called Neither Snow Nor Curse Nor Jundark at Night is the name of the cosmetic uh, set. Looking at it, we get a little bit more about the Grayshore. I, I hear the word Grayshore coming up again in terms of like narrative. We've heard about uh, Grayshore before, Explorer, right? Uh, Expedition guy. That they called us the Grayshore Transporters. Renowned shipping company originally founded by the Pre-Exodus Vera, and that's Grayshore we're talking about, Pre-Exodus. Um, what What are your thoughts about this one so far? What What do you like? <laughs> I'm opening that one up. What do you like? What do you uh, appreciate about <laughs> this pack? Um, anything about the narrative around it that you enjoy that you want to talk about, guys? I don't know that I'm going to have a lot to say about this one this week, even though I want to, but no. I mean, other than the goblin, I think the most striking of this is definitely the mount. I actually would really be interested to see how that effect is actually going to end up being rendered. Because it obviously cloud bursts, I think, of mm -hmm. storms. So yeah. I'm wondering what kind of effects that's going to have. Um, but I like the color scheme actually quite a bit. Um, mm -hmm. I know I just think like racially, though, it maybe doesn't fit. I think it feels like it's more like kalar um when i think it's like i think of trading mm. um you know with the kind of with another the other race um so i don't know i i think that that was the only thing that i'm like hmm, I, maybe i'll reread the lore and kind of see how that fits but it didn't like it felt like maybe what they were using as models it should have been um the other human race which i can't remember off the top of my head right now i'm just having mm -hmm. a caffeine hasn't sunk in yet um the hair for the horse is either going to have really nice effects or it's going to look like cotton candy. One of those two. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I would say go there. Yeah, definitely. Dress this horsey up in cotton balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like, I think this this one's pretty, like this pack's pretty average, but the the, the main one is the mount. The, I don't know how the mount really fits into the set, though. Yeah. That, that really, really confused me. Like, I really like the mount. Like, I, I love the mount. Yeah. But I'm just confused as to how it fits to the set. Um, next one would be the, go the goblin, obviously, because, like, I'm hoping it's got, like, some sort of feature where it, like, collects loot for you as you run run past stuff. But it actually prioritizes other people's loot first. Um, that That's probably what I'd expect from the sort of uh, goblin. <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I wrong? Or? No, you're just real. You're very the, serious. The truth is resonating it. with Sim right now. No, it's not. I just, I don't know what I can say. This is the one. I just, you know, I don't know what to tell you, man. I like the Luke Goblin, okay, because he's cool. But you know, the, the Gray Shore like theme. Agree. This feels very much like human influence yeah. but gray more, shore should, should yeah right um, but i just feel like it should be more Veloon, i guess than kalar and i think the models are mm. like seem more kalar to me than Veloon. yeah i mean the only thing that i can think about with the they fitting the theme is they talk about gray shore and we're talking about storms so i think a stormy like mm. beachfront no yeah the cloudburst pegasus is pretty interesting um i'm also curious about the effects on that um i don't know if i've ever seen um well no i probably have seen a few mounts in games where they've had a cloud 
effect. Like I think World of Warcraft had that one. I'm trying to think if there was like I think maybe some pets in games like that had that as well. Right. I feel like I I can't think of the game and I felt like it was an MMORPG. But there was like something. There was like some sort of a. Uh, that's Final Fantasy fourteen. Thank you, Fubo and Chat. There, that was the other one I was thinking about. Was the Final Fantasy fourteen? There were some that had like clouds, right? So, it it's been done, and it's it's definitely looked good in some games. But I'm curious what their uh, version would look like. I mean, in UE five, I feel like it's gonna probably look really good. But if it's botched up and it doesn't look good, it's probably gonna be like Basil was saying, could be cotton candy. <laughs> I know, if like anyone can pull this off, I think the yeah. Ashes of Creation can because they've done some stuff there that you were like, "Wow, I didn't think it was going to be this good in terms of like from concept to render." So, I mean, I I'm I'm gonna give them the benefit, but I agree yeah. it could it could go horribly wrong. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know, man. The I I saw the comments in the chat about the Jundark region. I saw the comment, you know, you're saying about Veiloon. I think I can get why it has more of a Kalar look. And I'm just thinking original humans, really, like the Ayla humans specifically is where I'm going. Uh, because that would be, you know, Grayshore. But, you know, the theme. <laughs> Shit. I don't know how this is going to land. But when I look at the Grayshore conveyor and I look at even the, the Luke Goblin, the Glom Goblin, and I look at like the go pack is pretty cool, but like I've seen better packs, right? I look at that overall and I'm thinking human reference influence. Yeah. But man, it feels a little like Robin hood esque too, kind of. Yeah. I would agree with you there. That was actually my first instinct, especially with the color scheme. Mm. Um, obviously the white breaks it up a little, but I do, I do like that. Yeah, obviously. I see that reference too. Yeah. yeah. And it, and the cool thing about Robin Hood, everybody, is he stole from the rich and he gave to the poor. He was the people's thief. You know, he was. You know, it would have been awesome if he had a loot goblin. But I guess <laughs> you, you imagine? Kicks everybody's ass and like the goblin just runs around behind him, slurps up all the loot. It's kind of constantly following him like, like a pet, in game pet. Yeah. Potentially one that functions in a way Armored Cell talked about. I'm ready to move on from this uh, slideshow, though. You so will just... never, you will never be the pet of Robin Hood, my dream. <laughs> <laughs> not, not even an alpha. You stole that loot proudly, and you did not share any it of it. Stealing. <laughs> it wasn't stealing. It was Make looting. It, it was. Sim. It was lo- loot glory. <laughs> it was looting yeah. that which was killed. Everybody else did it as well. It's what we would all do if we kill something. It's not my fault if Steven didn't state don't loot said thing. And they didn't have a loot system built in the game yet either. Just saying. So you take, took advantage of it. I like it. I want to say I appreciate that, but because I'm live, I'm not going to say that. And that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> 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 Faisal, you gonna hold yourself. What is he looking at? Faisal and the... I know. Habibi do Habibi. We know. <laughs> All right, we know. So obviously, Stephen was like, "Oh, let's let's do a showcase on this new monster. Let's, let's kill it. Let's show some loot." And then he's like, "Go to show the loot." And then here's the loot gone. Oh, someone's taking the loot. Oh, and it's still he, he just like walks around like no. Nope. Starts whistling. I don't know what you're talking about. 
don't don't know in what loop. Must have just glitched out. I mean, no, it's not it's not how that happened, but I'll let you all go with whatever here. All right, everybody. So you can get these cosmetics if you so are interested in them. Uh, they go up what it's April twelfth, which actually was uh yeah, just several days ago last week, through until um what well, May tenth is what they have dated here. So just as a heads up, if you want them, get them while they last. Yes, I'm gonna get the loot goblin. Yeah, absolutely right, I am. Probably that, and I'll probably get the Pegasus too. But I gotta have the goblin, man. People would be. I feel like, regardless, just because of the memes and the trolls, if I didn't get that, I think people collectively would feel disappointed. Hashtag regardless, Gobo gang. Gobo gang. Ain't nothing like a good gobby in a game, man. You know what I'm saying? All right, all right, all right, all right. Moving on, friends. Moving on. What the name of today's show is? Mortal Coil, which is quite literally what Steven talked about, right? We had a question last time. We asked the question. We got an answer uh, when we were on the Intrepid uh, live stream, <clears throat> or when I was, rather. And one of the questions was specifically about the soul as a conduit. So they were going to be talking about that. And <laughs> if if the start of the show wasn't bad enough, I feel like this is Armored Cell's episode to shine, one of them at least, because he's all about the dark cult stuff and things, everybody. And misunderstood. Okay. You see, he's already starting. You see where he's going with this. So he already is kind of in this space of they're misunderstood, et cetera, et cetera. Where the conversation is going today, I'm afraid we might see a lot of advocating for the ancients, not by me. I mean, I'll play advocate for the middle ground, not for one side or the other, specifically, I guess. <sighs> Should have called this show false narrative, all this shade. And yet, um, yep. yeah, I don't know. Okay. So we've got some other parts coming up. Next uh, week's show is going to be specific on some of the other topics, but today it's going to be about this one. So now... When Stephen was asked about this soul as a conduit bit, he said that mortality separates the divine and mortal coils. Just for a moment, just take that in. That mortality is separate from the divine. So you've got divine and mortal coils is what he was, he was hinting at here, right? He was saying he had to be careful about this one. And I think that there's, I think that this construct that we've talked about with the mortal coil, which is what we'll just refer to it now, uh, we'll talk about the souls of conduit. We'll just say mortal coil. So mortality separates divine and mortal coils. So uh, all beings have a coil. Let's let that sink in for a little bit. He also talked about a base metaphysical understanding of the universe of ashes of creation is required to understand the mortal coil. I'm just going to park that there before we move on. Thoughts? It's interesting. Like, I, I just remember when we talked about this last week, we were talking about how different, like, depending on which schools of magic you allied yourself to, that shaped your mortal coil. And allowed you to maybe access more advanced like 
magic within that particular tree, right? Which, you know, like personally, I think from a mechanics perspective, that was more having to do with like how you spend your skill points, right? But I do like the fact that now we have a lore um, explanation for how we grow within our particular skills, you know, especially from a magical standpoint. Um, and I do, I do like this idea. And I think before we were kind of joking about, well, the essence being kind of like the force and so on and so forth. But I do feel like as we get into this, it's a little more of a differentiator, especially when he started explaining magic um, and some of the, our questions around magic were um, the way he answered them. So I don't know. I think this is a, like a really cool idea of how everyone is connected through the essence and how even the darker aspects or the misunderstood aspects, depending on your point uh-huh. of view, right, are connected in different levels. And and how the distance from the essence, which it's it's is I guess for me, it's a that's the only part that's maybe a little hard to wrap my head around. Cause I almost initially thought the essence was more neutral. But the way Stephen explained it is the further away you were from the essence, it was kind of like a scale between essence and void, essentially, right? The further away you were from the essence, the more corrupt you became. Ultimately, the void right. being like the absence of the essence, which, yeah. okay, now I, I guess I can get that white light, dark side of the force, I guess, here, but I did feel like that was maybe something that I needed to get convinced about mm. versus it just being like, the essence is neutral and depends on how you use it. It's kind of a different spin on that, at least the way I understood how he explained it. Well, my understanding for a long time is like through small tidbits and information, that's why I've always said like, I want to become corrupt. So then my moral core, like my conduit or moral core or my, my soul itself will start turning into like, convincing itself to go more go towards that direction so that way i can use these because i want to i want to explore every aspect of this game every aspect even if it's dark good or it's somewhere in between so i was trying to work out how to get the sort of corruption magic right and that's how he is like this is really early on before like alpha one like he's mentioned this a little bit and i'm starting to realize like i think the reason why um, the further way you get from the, the river, like on the plane level, going to the essence, and you go towards the void, I think the corruption is like an easier form of making powerful magic. But I feel like there'll be like celestial or opposite end, which is harder to achieve, but more powerful. So I think there's a, there's, there's got to be a mirror image, right? It can't just be neutral to evil. There's got to be a evil, neutral, and good, um, depending on how you look at these things. But the reason why I feel like the void is going more corruption is because since they got so little of it, they can't really spare it to go into, like, because I feel like the celestial version of this essence could be using more essence and not, not being as conservative with the, uh, like, mana reserve they, they would get from it. So that's why they need to, they need to, like, use it in such a way that obviously hurts their soul to go to corruption but it, it allows them to use it more um use more power with little effort like little effort and that's why i think the ancient went towards that one because they believe it's the strongest version 
because that was the quickest one they could get to. Um, but with this conduit, there's been lots of different ways that it's not just corruption that you can go towards in the Mortal Coil. It's not not just that. They he mentioned uh, transformation magic. Yeah. So it's not just uh, good essence, evil essence. Mm. There's also other types of magics that can also affect your mortal coil. So I feel like this is, I feel, feel like this is almost like a way to, like a hidden technique or hidden uh, power that you can sort of unlock if you continue maining a certain ability, like where it's be ice magic, fire magic. Like you might be a, a very good pyromancer at the end because you're, you're a conduit or mortal coil is now more in tune with that magic. So this is like a new hidden area in the gameplay that you you might because there's no there's no, I don't think there's gonna be any stats right where you can be like oh, okay my mortal coil is at like twenty percent right it's not like your artifact so, or something in a game yeah yeah exactly so I feel like it's just like one time eventually one day it's gonna snap and you'll be like oh wait I've got this new ability where'd this come from and it's gonna be like you know you got that sort of self discovery of I haven't seen anyone have this before because no one else goes down this route of this magic. Like, if, let's say, like, um, if a bard goes through, like, scripture magic or something. Yeah. Ooh. And they get some sort of new power for it. Like, insight or it's true sight or some, something along those lines. And no one really, since no one really goes down that route, he's this person's the first person to get it. And it's like, wow, I need, I now have something to put into the wiki. I need, need to explore this and see what it does, to the, even to the world itself. Like, if it's true sight, there might be like secret passageways that might happen. It might be like recollection. Like, there could be lots of different things. So, I feel like this model coil is not, not just a lore's perspective, but also a gameplay perspective where it's just. Sorry, I went on a bit of a tangent here, but. You're okay, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's actually, I think it's important yeah. to like. To, I, I want to just put a pin in one point. So next yeah. week, we know we I know we vi- last month we visited talking about blood magic, etc. But next week, our our actual topic, just so everybody's aware, is it's piggybacking off of today's conversation, and it's talking about these other forms of magic that were actually referenced because some of those forms of magic weren't really anything that he's actually hit on before. Um, yeah. So it's really making me wonder, like just how many different schools of magic there might be in terms of augmentation specifically. And then it, therein lies the conversation about like, okay, talking mortal coil, how's that impact that? Like depending on which route you go down. I mean, how cool would it be to like be practicing one, you know, augmenting a specific type of magic and then based on who knows what, as a result, something unlocks for your character in terms of your tree or something like that. It's still too early to know what they're going to do, right? This is all speculation and contemplation around these topics. But um, yeah, I, I think mean, that's really another, interesting. Another way of looking at it is basically it might be strong at the time of a certain event, but it could have like it might need a source of power to remain as strong. If that source of power isn't there, it becomes weak. Like dormant. Or dormant. One of those. Yeah. Two. So. I can see that. Um, I mean, the whole point of, oh, we're, li- uh, we're leaving this planet. We're going to a realm of uncertainty. Then we come back. Why are we coming back if this is the case? Ooh, you, know? <laughs> you know what? 
horrendous in chat said the void barely has any essence, which is correct because it's furthest from the essence, right? Oh mm-hmm. man, here's an idea. Remember how I talked about side tangent here? You remember how I talked about I have this like theory that we talked about this last month with uh, the uh, artifacts, right? The relics that were left behind, the ones like the the chalice and the crown and all the stuff that's used for undeath, etc. From um, uh, via uh, King Atrax. So King Atrax has a communion sort of a situation where he talks to the ancients that were on the void, right? Here's an interesting idea. Like if, well, since the void is furthest from the essence in terms of its alignment, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but we understand that um, the essence sort of like ebb and flows sort of like a river between all the different uh, planes of existence, et cetera. Then I wonder if this was sort of like their, uh, this was sort of like their, what's the word I'm looking for? They're like uh bell safe, right? Like if this all goes down and, and this goes the direction we're going, like our gods are in a war right now. Remember the celestial battle that was going on. The ancients were still on the planet when that went down. So, mm-hmm. Makes you wonder, right? Like, okay, the gods are fighting. The gods that taught us this stuff could be in trouble. We could be in trouble with them. Don't know how it's going to go yet. Why don't we create these relics and leave them here on the world? And, you know, and that we're somehow attuned to be able to, like, communicate with whoever's utilizing these things, right? Which is exactly what happened with King Atrax. So what if this was their failsafe on how to get back? I wouldn't have any doubt that, you know, I mean, I totally agree with you. It feels Mm -hmm. like, and it's like, while it maybe seem like, seems like a cliche in terms of plot, I actually like the plot device as you leave like these dark relics back. I mean, there's, it's been in kind of like literally like every, like every like creative story. Like even if you look at um, what was the, well, even then, like the Avengers, they had like that book, right? Yep. Right. So I, I kind of, I totally agree with you. I mean, there's got to be a way that they maintain a hold on the world. And, and it's definitely, I, I, I wouldn't doubt what you're saying yeah. there. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, mean, I would be very, I would be very um, surprised if there, that wasn't part of the motivation to have those relics. So one question I have, right, about this idea is okay. So the void is furthest from the essence, but if the mortal coil is a conduit for the essence and this idea that, you know, we've been playing around with, with avatars, right? Which we're going to get to that in a second too, of this idea of avatars and utilizing the soul as a conduit so that you can sort of have uh, a manifestation of some sort on a, the material plane, which is Vera. Then one wonders like, well, okay, you're over here as the, in the furthest part of, you know, alive with the essence but uh trapdoor you use these maybe we siphon that essence from you because remember the talk about the void and cult stuff and how during these rituals this is like one of the cosmetic packs they had a while back during these rituals the cultists would sort of like they'd sap essence off of people dancing in these rituals and i'm like mm-hmm. and i was like and they kept talking about the void as a part of that i'm like it's stuff starting to align for me now, right? Like creatures of the void, those within the void, the ancients. I'm just hearing the void can access your essence and use it. So if it can use it, then I mean, 
that how the uh, Harbingers came to the planet? They got out the void. Just just my thought. I mean, based on everything we're looking at now, this is only starting to reinforce more and more that this is likely the case in terms of the story that is Ashes of Creation. Yeah, I mean, if if the void is the absence of the essence, I mean, I almost think in some ways maybe it absorbs the essence and turns it into something else. Is, it, is the void actually absence or just like it's got very little? Like, well, the, like furthest from, right? So I, I take that as very little, not absent, right? Sanctus to me is absence, right? Because something about Sanctus is an absence of essence, right? Or magic, right? So here's another topic to throw at you, right? So if perceiving your actions in Vera change how your mortal coil is shaped and how it interacts with the planar essence, reinforcer, baby. Hearing that, I'm doubling down on my last statement. What do you guys think about that? And Armored Cell lets your, you know... Yeah, you, I think you just sort of think of the um, essence as like water and you're like a cup. So it doesn't matter how your cup is shaped, you're still going to be able to fill it with water. Mm. Like, and how that cup is shaped is depending on how you use the water itself. So if you use the water for like dark magic, your cup's going to become dark magic. If it's going to be um, celestial magic, same thing. So I don't really see, like, I think that's where we got to sort of understand is essence isn't what makes it good or evil it's what you the what holds the essence can make it good or evil all right, right. So I, i'm gonna throw a magical wrench into this theory about it being very little essence and go with i'm gonna double down on my absence thing because all right what's a what's a <laughs> void right it's an absence, absence. of something right yes. and also yeah there might be very little or traces of the essence because what's happening when you like you know chomp down on a big ass essence burger right you're gonna have crumbs in your beard yeah. right so there's <laughs> gonna be some there's gonna be some like essence that's there but the reality is you're absorbing that right to gain power so that's i guess the one that i mean in my really stupid example there that's what how i think the void is the absence of the essence there's maybe Look. residual essence that's there but it, you can't it's like i just think of it like again i'm going back to the whole like star wars like force thing but there was light and dark sides of the force so there's void and there's essence being the light and the dark side and there's balance there and so one can't exist without the other mm -hmm. but i would expect right they feed off of each other somehow as a that's, point that's, counterpoint well i was going to add to your point Davis, because like Maybe in taking the cup example, maybe it's just a different type of cup that just absorbs all the essences and it's not enough for you to do anything. It's just a constant burning and it burnt everything. So, With, um, mm. I just want to throw a, a philosophical quote out there because it seemed like a really great time for some Bruce Lee. I'm going to throw it in chat there. You keep talking about a cup and I'm like, what about a teapot? Right. He what Bruce Lee said, right? He said you put it in a teapot, water, and it becomes the teapot. The water can flow or it can crash, be water. That was his like yeah. I love that quote. It was beautiful. I loved it when he did an interview. But uh -huh. um, but when you think about that good old Bruce Lee, right? I mean, that's kind of when you talk about water can crash, it can flow, it can be utilized a lot of different ways, but 
as it is itself, it is just water, right? It has its own nature, its own purpose, but it can be utilized for a lot of different ways. And it's by he or she who utilizes it, that it changes, right? Yeah. And what does water do? Even if it's like over a long period of time, <laughs> it can reshape the world. Yeah. Can we get back mm-hmm. to the essence burger? Anybody, anybody feel like that should be an emote? Cause I'm just, what is, I'm over here going, what does an essence burger even look like? Like, can someone, can someone that out needs there to be an emote? And yeah, you need to have, like, like, you need to have somebody, like, that needs to be a shirt. I just, I literally just gave oh, you more branding material. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, buddy. I'm going to go ahead and type down uh, essence burger. And I uh, got an idea. I, I've got a really great team working on a whole new set of emotes right now. I'll just hire them and add this one to the list. Compliments to you, my friend. Yeah. There you go. Right. So I thought about something. So the only creature that I can remember of the void is the umbral fetch, like the that cat thing. With the yes. Eyes. Yep. So it says in the description, um, when an umbral fetch is seen, it usually attempts to take shape of a common animal like a cat, rabbit, or oversized spider. But when, but the fetch can only hold a cohesive shape for a short period of time before it conforms back into a, um, a formless cloud. Which makes you think that because it's because it's in the void, right? Maybe essence also helps you take form. Like you know how you got reincarnated. Like when when we when we die, we turn into those ashes, and then we mm-hmm. respawn. Maybe the essence helps you reform your body, your shell. So your your actual conduit doesn't get destroyed, but your your shell of what you are does get destroyed, and that's why you can reform because your essence only there. But in the void, there's not much essence, so you can't they can't hold form for much for very long. Yeah, that actually, actually makes sense. So when they get summoned, they actually try and take as much essence from the surrounding as they can before they have to get sent back. Is what the the description is. So yeah. now it makes you think that essence isn't only a metaphorical, like you're um, filling up your soul full of energy. It's also what gives your body form. I mean, that's that. I mean, if you take that, like the thing that's interesting about like where we're going with this is whether you look at like armor and cell, we kind of are like bounced around on one end and Daedalus is kind of on this other end. Like stuff we're talking about in terms of like using the mortal coil across the plane still feels like it would hold true, you know? So it's a pretty interesting construct because if they are completely null and they have no uh, essence whatsoever in the void, right? Then, I mean, is that like the back door that, you know, because if you can use a mortal coil to sort of siphon it, like the cat or whatever, uh, the umbral fetch or whatever, for example, then it kind of makes you wonder, like, well, then could some ancients have like knowledge that is unknown to the 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 second generation of people of Vera, um, you know, not, you know, I mean, like, what's uh, what's sort of like the the play there? Because I mean, if they don't know about it, they don't know about this magic and stuff. I mean, there's no I don't know which god is 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 backdooring, but you follow him. Clearly, no, no. Oh, <laughs> don't, dude. There, there are oh, two. God. Oh, don't let that go. That could get... take a post podcast shower and Faisal. Yeah, Faisal, man. We're talking Just, about backdooring. No. <laughs> it's uh, I don't, I don't think Faisal. I don't think Faisal means it in the way that some of y'all are thinking. Get your minds out together, there, okay? Yeah, this happens sometimes when Faisal says some things, you know. 
or the time you talked about beef theology. Okay, I just realized. I just realized what you guys thought. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when it's not your first language and then you catch it oh, after. It's a joke grenade, Habibi. It's a joke grenade. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Can I we like get a clip on this, please? Because this is like, I need this one with the bestiality clip from Faisal back in the day. And I just put oh, these clips God. together of, oh, it's coming, bro. One day, one day I'll be like, I've got the, all the ammunition, all the, the nails and what I need to build this. Trojan horse. Uh, yeah. I love how he gets like secondhand embarrassment because he doesn't quite understand until we like I didn't realize it, he so. doesn't. Yeah. He's innocent. He's completely innocent until we shed the light on him and he's like, oh no. He's <laughs> like, what did I do? <laughs> yeah. There is no ill intention from him there. He has no idea that that's how it's being interpreted. I mean, that is the whole until... murder bunny thing. I mean, this that's you know. that's not a yeah that's that's he knows what he was doing there that's not a yeah <laughs> so uh, i i kind of like tinkered with the idea too about the plane and uh realm discussion remember how we kind of hit on that as well and he said that there are planar locations or different planes in the universe such as the material ethereal celestial okay so when we tried to like sort of disambiguate like the idea of like are these the same thing are they different like it's a bit of a confusing thing to see if these terms are being used interchangeably what, what's the clarification so i, I kind of look at it and based on what steven's saying now <clears throat> he's saying planar location so these are i'm hearing tangible locations of which we might be able to experience in the game Right through, even if it's just through narrative vision via the gods or something, right? Or we go there. I don't know. But when he said that, look at what planar means. So planar is just talking about different planes or levels, right? They're all their own little spaces, right? So realms can mean more like a kingdom or a territory, right? Yeah, yeah. So when we think about that, he's used the word realms and he's used planes. So I think the planes are more like these different levels in which maybe we can experience their story, the story that is Ashes of Creation. And the realms are maybe the pockets that exist on them, right? So maybe the place that the ancients are and the others are housed are in a little realm within that plane. And maybe there's other things in that plane too like creatures of the void and stuff like that. I'm wondering if that's like, we're all, it's like the prison, like where all the bad stuff gets shipped away to bad stuff. What do you guys think about that? I mean, it reminds me of this whole, like different planes reminds me a little of EverQuest, to be honest. Okay. Like, cause there was different planes you could actually visit. If I remember correctly, God, it's, it's been a minute since I played EverQuest, but that's kind of the way I think is that this ultimately there's going to be, different planes and then within those planes there might be realms um also kind of think of it too like if you've ever seen once upon a time they kind of did something like that too where there was different realms that you could get to depending on like different forms of travel magical travel and so i kind of feel like that's gonna be like an underlying theme is that you will we will at some point it might not be all at launch i would imagine not he's got to have somewhere yeah. to go after launch yeah. but i expect you're gonna be able to kind of travel between planes and realms and the divine gates are gonna be there's gonna be 
what I think would be cool. I'm not going to say this is like, you know, what I what I know. It's just what I'm speculating. But I think there might be some events where you're actually building gates to these other planes or powering gates to these other planes and discovering them. I think that would be a great way to introduce content is to do something like that is have some sort of ritual or activity that the server does to open up different planes of existence and travel to different realms. Mm -hmm. And depending on which server you're on, you might unlock certain realms and planes before the others. And that's how content gets delivered maybe towards the end of like the first, the launch. And then, in the expansion, I think that would be a great plot device. And again, it should, I mean, I would expect they would try to switch it up, you know, it would be the same thing you do every time. Yeah. But I, I think that would be a great way to connect everything. Because one thing that Miranda said um, that I really agree with, I think is a great point is could the essence ley lines that intersect be where yeah. we can go across the planes? Yes, uh -huh. absolutely. When we're talking about like the essence being a river, and obviously the river having different branches and tributaries, I kind of totally see the ley lines is, is the way the essence travels in between the world and how it's intertwined in the entire world. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You yeah know that, that's, that's good. You know, what I'm starting to think of the ley lines as being the intersection points across the plains where the, where the essence flows mm -hmm. because, and so to piggyback off of that, I agree with that too. And here's why. If you remember the story about King Atrax, there were there were a few points that were direct like contributors to the story in terms of like how did he achieve this? The ley lines were one point that were outlined. The relics or artifacts were another one. Thalos Hold was another one, place where he held those, right? And then of course, like the utilization of all that, like is how that story sort of took place, right? So that's the case, which I think pretty confidently at this point that it is. Then, um, yeah. It, curious how we'd travel, though, right? Like how we could potentially travel. That that I'm wondering about. But I, I'm thinking travel could be sort of like how the Harbingers show up. Yeah, and you know what I'm also thinking about? Mm -hmm. That Tower of Carfin thing with the yeah. one... Mage, the yeah. one teacher yeah. that was maybe trying to experiment with planar travel and it was like exactly maybe she's dead maybe not maybe she went <laughs> to the void and came back as something else i mean i don't know man you never know yeah pretty interesting see that the idea of the planes is that that it, it may not have seemed like it i don't know a lot of people really appreciated it but to me that was like a really big discussion point like i felt like we got a lot out of that q a from just that topic alone then we've gotten i'm not gonna say from the dnd campaigns but i feel like the last dnd campaign didn't didn't really give us as much that was like a lot of depth in terms of like lore and like structure of how it all ties together but that topic when he answered that that was like a big piece of the puzzle for us i think um any other thoughts? Got a, I got one other point I want to hit on today before we start to oh, wind this thing down. As I, was with, yeah. I said this a while ago with the traveling through planes, like I was, I still hope there's going to be like some minor deities. To, for example, one that will allow you to travel, like um, in Greek, is it Greek mythology where um, there's like a 
it might have gone travels through between like um the mortal realm to like hell and stuff and he like takes you down the river i'm hoping someone will take you down the essence river up upstream or downstream right so you do like coin so um that's another thing you should ask if there's like that's probably what i might ask next time in the stream if um there's any minor deities not just like the main 10 yeah um you mean like demigods and stuff yeah yeah i'm sure I don't know that you're going to get an answer on that. But, right. You know, <laughs> worth asking. Yeah, because the question I had about the avatars. Yeah. He didn't want to give the rest away. He didn't want to, like, answer outside of the avatar of the Phoenix. Yeah. Feels pretty clear to me. He didn't say yes. But if you're like, can't really talk about it right now, then I'm, I feel like we're in the right ballpark here. So I'm going to go with a working understanding in my gut and say there are other avatars. Oh, and if, why would you say avatar of the... Yeah, avatar of the phoenix of the... and whatever. But yeah. I also think if that's possible, seems likely that it could just as easily be that the gods could orchestrate that not only their avatars are there, but minor constructs. Mm -hmm. Whatever they want that to be. Which, and if that is the way they're going, great, because I love that sort of mythology. You, you keep at that. That's the good stuff. That's got depth. And room for all kinds of conflict and problems and fighting over power. And it's, it's, it's a good it's a good time, man. It's a good time. It's why we like even our own mythology so much. There's plenty of that. Um, but yeah, uh, what do you what do you think, man? What do you think overall? Uh we need to get more concrete sort of like feedback on specifically before we feel confident in our own theories on some of this stuff. And same to y'all in chat or watching later, much love to y'all. But outside of them being like, Nope, you're right. And this is exactly what it is. Like what breadcrumbs are missing for you to feel pretty confident that maybe you're on the right track about stuff that we're teeter tottering on here. I mean, maybe a little bit more about the magic and I don't know, like, how much they're going to get into that before um, lunch. I just feel like they're... I feel like they're not going to give us a lot, and then no. we're going to have to discover yeah. it in the game. I just mm -hmm. That's just the way Steven mm -hmm. is. I mean, he likes to be, like, a gigantor tease about all this stuff, and maybe every now and then we get some tidbits, but I think majority of it is we're just going to discover it in the world somehow, and through events. I don't I mean, see that as something like we're going to get a ton of information on to really confirm our theories until we're actually in it. Yeah. My yeah. Um, um, I, I still want to know how Essence work, works more, more in detailed. I, I know for a fact that I won't get this now. <laughs> right until a very later time like i want to know how it's going to affect nature how do plants grow off of it how do rocks magmas demigods all these characters or uh what's it called uh things that accumulate to the world uh use the use the uses the essence essentially yeah no kidding man <sighs> That's like the I think I, I agree, though, because I don't think we're going to get any any of the, the direct sort of like answers on, um, you know, the actual 
essence. I feel like that's probably going to be something that's going to remain pretty enigmatic. Yeah, because that's like whenever he said, like, uh, what he said, you got to have a metaphysical understanding of the nature of the universe that is ashes of creation. That's like the essence to me. Like, it's knowing that because that's like your when you know and understand the way the essence works. I feel like that's that's the metaphysical understanding you need. Right. That's your foundation. And all the stuff that we've been talking about, we can we could find a place to where we can put this on that foundation once we once we know that. But I, I agree. I don't I don't think we're gonna get that until probably launch. They they could have elaborated on it over that past how many years now that we've been teeter tottering around lore discussions and, and the essence. The most we get is ebb and flow and has a tie into and fill in the blank A, B, C, D, E, F, G all the way through the alphabet, right? Um, well, I feel like we can't. But if you try to ask direct questions about essence, they're not going to answer it. You sort of got to find puzzle pieces. For yeah. example, like I've already mentioned, how the ancients were their their form has been corrupted by the essence, right? But then, <laughs> but then they've also mentioned like um, how the corru- uh, corruption can shape your mortal coil. Yes. And I've always just spoke before about how essence can shape your body as you reform. So th- that's what I'm saying. Like maybe the your outside look is a rep- representation of what your mortal coil looks like. Mm-hmm. So that's why maybe um, the Tona are the way they are because of a more in tune to other magic, and that's why the mortal coil is different. Right. Whereas um, the ancients, because of the corruption, have now become this like monstrous sort of form, and now the the umbral fetch because it doesn't have much. Uh, essence can't reform itself as often as what we can in the um, Vera. Yeah, so, physical plane, material plane. Yeah, so so that's why it's sort of hard to like. You can ask questions, but you can, like you need to try and find to more get more puzzle pieces from Stephen without mm-hmm. asking direct questions because he's just going to yeah. say uh, can't answer these questions. Yeah, you got to do what we were doing. <laughs> you got to, you yeah. got to, yeah, bait the hook and go fishing. Yeah. Um, I don't think that I didn't hear what you just said, by the way. He was nonchalant about it. And he was like, look at it. He, he just like, he didn't even, he didn't even like, he didn't even really allow himself to focus onto it. It was a passing statement, but he said the essence, like, look at how bad it, look what horrible thing it did to the poor ancients. Look at how it, it, it corrupted their form. Look at, look at what, what it did to them. You almost I heard that advocating for the ancients like they're the they're misunderstood and hurt and and sort of like I heard that. Not, not, not like the first not, not the first generation. So that they were like <laughs> well like if Tolna like that's like we have the same resentment to the ancients as Tolna <laughs> has to us almost. Cause like we have to flee because of the ancients and then the Tolna had to clean up our mess because of what we did to the world. That's, so, that's, I like that. That's an interesting perspective though, because, and I also liked what you said though, about like uh, the mortal coil sort of tie into like maybe the way that people are being shaped or whatever creatures are shaped is because of like what they're in tune with and what they're utilizing. Um, that would be interesting. Cause if it was like a more, I don't know, like Varen based magic, like something a little more primal, like, nature or whatever then maybe that's why they take on more beast forms whereas the ancients take on this like dark ass evil shit that makes them look like fucking aliens from the movie aliens look at that shit google that shit 
I got two more examples. Okay. The gin. Ooh, the the gin, okay. the gin skin. That's yes. enough. Could be another type of magic. And then the um the oh, sure. uh, the the orcs with the giant eyes for sky, uh, the celestial magic. The, the, these things have changed their form the Vec, because yeah. they're using this magic more. That makes you wonder if there's going to be like a varied version of Vec too, doesn't it? A little bit like the the gin shape for the gym, sort of like skin for like the the Veiloon. Are you kind of wondered if we're going to get that too for the Ve uh, for the uh, for the Vec? I kind of am like the star collar sort of look or something. Yeah, that, that, means, that would be interesting. That because that, like, that means if you are a paladin, right, the Holy Order. You could get those glowing right, yellow baby. eyes. That's right, baby. Your conduit has changed to that, right? Hell yeah. Or it could go dark and black if you're going to corruption sort of <laughs> no. Um, paladin. No, no, no. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. You're going to be hyped up, and then you just like had to calm it down a little bit there because that felt like a gateway into something bad. Like, no, you, you're still getting hyped path. up. I can feel it. You're, 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 you're sort of like. It's still hype. I, I, I can low-key see that, that smile going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's residuals. It's residuals, K. God. Oh, that that makes so much sense. It's all these like weird skins are like, how do we get them? I mean, it is pretty interesting to think about, right? Because it, it makes sense. Like, I mean, if the gin, if the Valen can have a gin oriented skin or like appearance style makes you wonder about like the vet because i mean they're the star callers man like yeah um, and then they know? get the big those big bloody bug eyes to see the stars properly and it's like and if, <laughs> if the agents got changed from the, the way they use essence why why can't other things i mean those vec That's look more alien technically right than some of the other yeah. versions of the vec so yeah. that's not a stretch that could actually be that like orientation skin right it could be because they got like a like bug-eyed like sort of weird sort of like i'm not playing the back yeah, looking yeah. like that I, I love this kind of shit i just yeah. really hope that they do yeah. like have all these great ways to get different appearances i mean the granted it was like more difficult but i did actually like in that blizzard games legion expansion how you could get you know specific skins for your weapon oh my god um, your stat stick your stat yeah, stick after the, <laughs> after the expansion your stat stick but you can get specific like things by doing challenges now granted you know there was different challenges that were more difficult or easy depending on your class but still it's like i like the idea of like having some sort of in-game achievement related to opening up more cosmetic things um i think i think that would be a really great idea so i'm interested to see how you unlock the gin skin um because i thought that was something that i didn't expect them to show i didn't even think that was an option to say hey look at this version of the value and i'm like Whoa. so here's another thought was like in chat the was it horrendous and antagonist were talking about this the yeah, renkai and dragon traits i was like oh my god right I didn't think about that, which makes me wonder another question then. If the sub races split on Sanctus and they evolve differently, where are these influences coming from? How'd they get there to cause the initial, the original race to have a split like that to begin with, right? Because the gen influence, like the Veiloons, they look quite a bit different. When you look at the gen influence specifically, they ain't no motherfucking Ayla human no more. 
Yeah, but here's here's my theory on that, right? Okay. It's all, I mean, they talked heavily with animal husbandry about genetics, right? Uh-huh. And you had one master race that split off into these sub-races. So I'm expecting there's going to be dominant and recessive genes that are part of that. So their genetic history didn't change going to Sanctus, right? It just evolved on a different path. So granted, they might not have had magical powers, but science is science, man. So shit's going to happen when they're over there. And that's how I feel like coming back to Vera, you've got that those differentiators. And then maybe they're not. And that's why I feel like the gin skin and these others are going to be unlockable. Because I wouldn't expect you coming like out of like the gate with those. You might do, like I think somebody mentioned in chat, I don't, I don't recall who, um, it might have been Antagonist, mm-hmm. um, that mentioned it could be like a quest or something that you're doing or some sort of progression in the mm-hmm. religious order. Um, you know, sorry, it was horrendous. My bad. Um, and, and that might be a way for you to unlock this. So there's a higher tier you get into a particular re- religious order or faction or whatnot. Then you unlock this form for yourself. Possibly. So what this reminds me of is um, if, if, I'm not sure if any of you guys have played Shadowrun before. It's a it's mm-hmm. similar to like Pathfinder D&D, but it's more like cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Um, but what ended up happening is there's a it's called an awakening. Okay. And what happens is the um, magic slowly disappears from the world, and like for example, dragons are still alive. But what they do is they start absorbing the magic from magic items to stay alive for the like hibernation period. Right. But what happens is everyone's got these recessive genes. So some people start turning into elves, some people, like still like 75% of people are still human, but some people turn into owls, some people turn into dwarves, and then there's like the goblin, goblin it's called goblinization, where um, some people start turning into trolls and orcs, um, and they start, uh. like, it's, it's really, because um, their, their body starts changing and all the rest of it, because like there's, there was a comet that came by and gave um, the world more magic again, it's, it comes by every like few thousand years or something. And that's when all these recessive genes start coming back because they've got now magic back into the system, and it's like reactivating these like dormant genes. Ooh, that's it. That's so, not like that. So that's why it's it's sort of giving me that sort of vibe of you've you're being absent to to, to add, uh, essence and magic. So these genes that have been like sort of uh, re- resonate with this magic has sort of become dormant because it's got no sort of power. Yep. They need to come back into the world. It's, it starts becoming more awake, but if you start going further into that and start embracing that heritage, then you start reawakening that uh, that dormant gene, like the gin or the uh, I don't even know what dragon can or something. I don't know what they're going to yeah. call it. The dragon, the dragon oni is what these <laughs> mentioned. That, 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 that sounds so cool. That sounds so cool. Oh, that's right. Um, in certain um. Same with that with the different um, mm-hmm. areas in the Shadowrun world, there'd be different. Um, like for example, in Japan, they'd actually resemble more of their um, their gods sort of thing. So like um, the orcs and trolls in Japan, they're actually red and blue skinned, whereas if you go to other where it's more like a grayish, oh, yeah. yeah, because it's, it more resembles their their ponies and stuff, and because that's that's where the folklore came from, because that's where they originally. And then, like, um, uh, Irish was originally Elvish, and they became their own, like, uh, state. And the dragons start teaching them their Elvish language again because they had all these books. It's, it's really in-depth, but, like, 
that's where this is all coming back to me. And I was like, true. The, the real thing is like, what sort of recessive, what sort of um, trait would you like to see on your character? If you were to like, if you were to pick a class and also activate a trait on your character, what would you like to see though? I mean, you know what you, you made me think about too, is like when you brought up like the Japanese, like influence of like how those like trolls and stuff like that appeared. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you take that, you look at the Renkai, I've been saying they got that Bushido vibe for ages, man, to me. And I'm like, that's the case in like the redder skin. Mm-hmm. Remember we had the orc, they had like the green orc and then you had like the red skin orked. And I was like, yeah. that's not a, that's not a coincidence, is it? There's a reason for it. I mean, if they piggyback off of that, that mythos, right. And they'd go, well, we're going to kind of like make this sort of the, the Renkai vibe then makes sense to me. Oof. Starting to get a better feel and idea of like what they're, how this, how they're, they're choosing influence here and what they're basing it off of in our own world. It's pretty cool. But yeah. Final thoughts, gentlemen, because next week's going to be all about that magic stuff, man. We're going to get into that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to say mm-hmm. something about your last point there, Sim. Sure. We value most of the things that are next to us because of what we relate to yep. from the real world, mm-hmm. centrally. Like, we, like, in terms of a story, it's always nice to go creative, but if it does not tie to something that makes sense yep. to a certain degree, um, it, doesn't, it doesn't really work. <laughs> I mean, I totally people agree. just don't find it find it interesting. Yeah, which is resonate. Yeah, for example, yeah. the Rings of Power. Why it sucked? Why did it suck? Because <laughs> you wrote a shit story, homies. Ain't nobody That's relating to that. Topic. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just going storytelling. There's a reason that as humans, we've repeatedly told the same structured archetypes, right? In mythology, over tens of thousands of years, like as far back as you can go. Yeah right from one culture to the next like we're we're not telling the same story but like the archetype there like the hero's journey for example right the reason people love it right but when you tell a story about a hero that's not following the hero's journey the story's gonna be bad mm. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> but I'm going to leave it right there. I don't want to put more fuel to the fire. <laughs> I, as, as, you, as you are saying this, I'm just like eating myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's cool that they're doing this because what I, what I like about what Ashes seems to be doing is they're going to like some of the different cultures and some of the different mythos of the different cultures. And they're taking like the essence of that. And they're tying mm-hmm. that into different of these different races, the sub races specifically. Right. Cause there's middle Eastern influence with like mm-hmm. the gin and like the Veiloon. And I'm like, I see what you're doing here. Renkai got that Bushido vibe, baby, you know, it's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, straight up the vet got an alien thing going on, but we'll see what's going on there. The star collar mm-hmm. vibe's pretty cool. So it's interesting to see what they're doing. And I love the idea of like dormant genes that don't have what they need to sort of trigger. That's, that's cool. Like imagine one of those Valoons, like total normal Valoon dude or gal, right? Walking through the portal, come back to the other side. Holy fuck. I look like a gin. What just happened? I mean, I was actually, they would kind of be a feels bad moment for me, right? <laughs> if that were the case, I would want that to be discovered. 
I hope it's I discovered too. I want like some too. of the really truly special stuff to be achievements. I, I do too. Yeah, like them glowing golden eyes. Let that be a like achievement game. You know yeah, what I'm like I, that. I don't want any participation trophy bullshit. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's what they. That's what it, these this is in World like, of Warcraft. These, these traits feel like earned. Like you've you've done really good in this like thing, and you're, you've changed. Yeah. You've like you know you've sort of ascended. Like you've gained some new knowledge. You've like enlightened, or you've you've risen in your as they say through your your um. Right, your your church or your your religious order, which is gonna be interesting too, because it makes you wonder what happens when the order of the seven thing plays out. We haven't talked about that in a while, but we'll get back to all that stuff. General gentlemen, I wanna we're gonna keep this true to that one-ish hour marker, right? We'll be doing it next time as well. I'm gonna let you guys like hit on any final topics you got or anything you want to get off your chest that we haven't talked about. Otherwise, we'll wind this one down, gentlemen. I'm good to wind down. This was cool. this was a good one. Very good, this was a very good one. Yeah, uh, that, I think next week's going to be good too, though, because we're going to take all this stuff, and this has been our it's going to be our nice working foundation for next week's topic, because we're going to we're going to talk about some of that magic that was referenced, and like what that can mean for the mortal coil and these different planes and our experience in the game. So, yeah, I found two other magic that will be good for that as well. But I'll show you after this. Perfect. So, yeah. Perfect. But gentlemen, why don't you go on ahead and shout out your domains and where people can find you when you're not on the show, Daedalus. You can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash The Ashen Herald. And Armored Cell? Uh, you can find me on um, twitch.tv forward slash Armored Cell. And Faisal. You guys can find me on Twitter as Bagel108 and on Twitch as Faisal108 and on Instagram. Kind of forgot the Instagram one. Wait. Uh, your name right yeah uh basilla dot murad yes there you go that's and also if you're watching this show when we're live there's at each of their names and all you gotta do is go click in the description of the show while we're live and you'll see at Faisal, at the ashen herald and at armored cell and that'll take you directly to their twitch channels here so you can click on that when you see us live and you see the guests here you see the at in the top click on that takes you to their twitch or hopefully all those things are also listed if you don't catch it in our chat or etc. All right. There we go. Until next time. We're gonna um we're gonna wind this down. Might be at the end of the show today, but you know, in closing, we always gotta remind y'all whether you uh you catch us live, you you catch the the VOD on YouTube. Shout out to all y'all there over there. Um to all the people that listen to this when you're driving around doing the podcast thing in audio form, much love to y'all. Remember, you two are pathfinders, right? You don't have to be on the round table, but we're thankful for the homies that are here when they can be. And um, until next week, live your best lives, walk in the light, and have a great night, friends. We'll see you again real soon. Bye for now. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>